Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Good morning, Wayne. I'm well today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you as well. Thanks for asking. And to our listening audience, welcome to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. You can find me at mindsinking.com. Email me, Wayne, at mindsinking.com to ask any questions or comments or have any comments that you might like. Sheila, how about you? How can they contact you? Two ways also. One is zekeandsheila.com or smcfb99 at yahoo.com. And as always, 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne is talking about relationships and verbs. And so we're going to get right to it. Sheila, what is our verb for today? Our verb today is nudge. Nudge? Nudge. As in, sounds like fudge, but it's got an N in front of it? As in, your mother pokes you with her elbow when it's time for you to say hello to someone or <laughs> shake hands, perhaps, <laughs> or to right. stop snoring in church. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay. You know what? In church, I, oh, never mind. That's another, another topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> another verb for another day. Okay. All right. Nudge. I found it very interesting and fascinating as I was doing some research and searching right. for examples of nudge it was it was unthinkable that oh my goodness there's so many things out there over this one little bitty word yes i found the same okay and so i came away with one two three four five six um six bullets that i want to talk about oh wow okay and then two offshoots of that so really eight bullets how about yourself what you come up with I came up with, uh, first of all, my original understanding of nudge, which is the elbow from the mother business, then um, really three other major bullet points. So, Excellent. Yes. Okay. And, and I'm going to talk about what space does nudge come from? Oh, okay. And we, without further ado, how about since chivalry is not extinct, Sheila, why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, the most interesting part for me was point two, which was learning that there's a thing called nudge theory or also called choice architecture. Did you run into that in your research I as did. well? I did. I thought so. Because <laughs> it jumped up just within a few clicks of the keyboard. So it's going to be fun talking to you about that. I also... Um, thought about uh, and did some research on how that applies to nudging in the office space and then finally nudging myself and using it intentionally on myself. So then, of course, there are also the little sidetracks about the ethics of nudging people using choice architecture if they don't know that it's going on. But uh, anyway, so let's hear what you came up with about nudge theory. Okay. In, in my spaces, I, I came up with... Um, and just to do a little bit different from the nudge theory slant. Okay. My perception is that nudge seems to be this gentle pressure, this gentle yes. push, this gentle, um, if you will, motivator. Yes. That that comes from one side of a friendly space. It comes from a more personable space. Yes. I think it comes from a trusting space, a loving space. Mm-hmm. It could come from out of the blue. And as you said, it comes from yourself, comes from you. Yeah. Yes. So those yeah. were the one, two, three, four, five, six spaces that I had from the gentle side, which is different 
from the other side that I will talk about nearing the end of the show. Okay. Okay. So um, let me take it from my first bullet from my friendly space. Okay. And this is from a person that, well, as the word says, friend. So the friend who looks at you and says to you, you can do this. And, and that's a little gentle nudge. Um, or the friend that you're, they see you're keyed up, they see that you're nervous, they see that you're fidgety, and you're really concentrating on, on doing this, this event, this activity, this whatever this is, and they say to you, you got this. Yeah. And, and that's, those are such nice, gentle flows into, it's not pushing or thrusting you, it's just saying, you got this, I believe in you, you need to believe in you, you can do this. And it's not someone else seeing a potential that you have. It's just saying, you got this. I, I, I kept Very I encouraging. And the last line under the friendly space that I have here is, I like it when someone says to me, or if I say to them, if anyone can do this, you can. I know you can. That's, you know, those are really nice parenting skills too. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. And that's, that comes from the loving space. Yes. Yes, which I'll get to at, yes in what four more bullets okay. how about you which which what would you like to say you know i um also was impressed at how this whole nudge theory concept is all about positive reinforcement and indirect suggestions that are to influence your behavior they're cheap they're easy they're um geared towards you know things like hand washing and eating better but they're also there's there's an element of manipulation in there if you're not coming from the friendly loving space um the desire to change people's behavior um unconsciously that's always tricky absolutely yes does that lead into your uh, less than friendly uh, bullet point well that's those are that's down at the bottom so i can go into that right now yes that um and I'm going to say less than friendly, and and I don't want to have a negative connotation that this is coming from an adversarial standpoint. Right. But the different standpoint that I came up with is a person in an authoritarian authoritarian position, much like a top level top level executive, mm-hmm. your boss, a professor, or a teacher, mm-hmm. um, when they challenge you as opposed to nudging you, because challenging and nudging are two distinctly different verbs i think they are yes and and when they push you or when they assign you so assigning is something that you don't really have much of a vote in your professor assigns you a term paper your your teacher assigns you a presentation to do your boss assigns you a work task to do not asking would you like to or do you think you can do this they're just assigning it and you have to do that so go ahead. I hear I hear a thought coming. No, well, I, I was thinking one of the ways that I was reading about using nudging in a positive way in the workplace uh, really depends on the individual. And this goes back to what we talked about several, several, several podcasts ago about listening and knowing the person that you're working with. Because for some people, issuing a challenge is very motivating. And 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 uh, especially if it's done publicly and having a little bar graph there. For some people who really can't accomplish that task, it's very demotivating. And so that fits with the scenario you're describing too. Absolutely. And I, 
think back to a time when I was a young lad listening to the president of the United States. At that time, his name was John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Mm. When he nudged, <laughs> challenged NASA and said, and I want a man on the moon by the end of the decade. That wasn't a positive challenge. <laughs> that was a challenge. I was a nudge. <laughs> the race for space. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and from the workspace, I did have one individual. Um, and I said, this comes from a trusting space, mm-hmm. which could be, could be a boss because they see, they know that you can do this, um, but you don't have the confidence or the self-efficacy in mm-hmm. yourself that you can do it. Or a mentor. A mentor will more politely do the gentle nudge um, because a a mentor is a person, remember, who asks, who asks questions. And the mentor is also the one who kind of guides and says, you know what? I think you can do this. And and it goes back to, again, that friendly space where uh, a mentor might say something to the fact that if anyone can do this, I know it. I know it's you. You can do this. Um, Just to give you that as you said, that positive push, that positive nudge, that positive notion that, yeah, okay, I can do this. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I'm really reminded of someone at the finish line of a race or at the top of the hill on a, on a bicycle hall w- w- saying, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And it turns out you can do it. <laughs> but it's really helpful to have that nudge. It is. It is. From a more personable space, I came up with a friendly conversation. Or a casual conversation, much like just sitting around drinking tea, water, coffee, um, and just talking about things. Oh, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to do this, and I've always wanted to do that. And your friend or the person, or it could even be a stranger who you're sitting there that you just met that day, um, saying, so why don't you? Why can't you do that? That's a nudge as well. That is a good nudge. Yes. From a trusting space, <laughs> I, like, I like this joke. Um, from a trusting space I have written down from your best friend, from a mentor or from a team that you work with either at work or at play. Um, but the friend was, here's the joke. The joke goes, a good friend would wake up at two o'clock in the morning because you called them to come get you out of jail. <laughs> a real friend would <laughs> nudge you with their elbow and say, wasn't that fun? <laughs> I've heard that too. <laughs> but let's let's look again at nudging being geared towards coming up with positive outcomes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and here's one. Um, a friend of mine and, and I'm sneaking this up on you. A friend of mine who has listened to our podcasts, all of them since we've started, said, you know what, Wayne? Sheila really comes prepared, and she really makes you sound good. Wow. I know I said that to you, and now you're saying it's you're giving someone else credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And since you're not a he, no, it didn't come from you. Oh, but that's yeah. very nice. He did. He said, he said, you, he said, Sheila really is. I like listening to her. She is really nice on it. And so that was a good nudge for us positive to keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. How about you? 
So I was thinking about how we are nudged in so many different ways in our environments. Um, when you're at a restaurant and the waiter says, would you like to look at the drink menu or have you thought about dessert tonight? Those are two ways to just kind of nudge you in a direction you maybe hadn't planned to go in, but you're maybe open to. Also, two of the higher uh, priced items on a restaurant menu. Um, Another kind of nudge that we run into uh, regularly is uh, companies will sometimes um, offer you 401k matching donations and set it up so that you automatically donate from your paycheck and the choice is to opt out rather than choice to opt in mm. because opting out requires paperwork, opting in requires paperwork and the default, the person's default is usually to not do the paperwork. So that's a way of nudging you to a good choice if that's, if it's a good 401k program. But also, um, I've been reading a lot about how, how countries are using nudging to help people uh, make good choices or make healthy choices or, or make the choices that leaders think are healthy. For instance, there are three countries uh, that have decided that when it comes to organ donation, everybody gets registered as an organ donor and you can opt out. And those countries have 98% compliance rate when it comes or participation rate in terms of organ donation, as opposed to the countries that you have to opt in yourself to become an organ donator and they have less than 18% participa participation rate. So there's a lot of research about the effectiveness of this taking in account people's nature to not go the extra mile to change the uh, the opt-in, opt-out option. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool and also a little bit scary when you think about how you are being, um, I mean, potentially scary. I'm not concerned about that. That you you that there's the manipulation factor. Are you being manipulated into moving in a different direction than you maybe would have chosen yourself? My sister used to work in a school cafeteria, and when they put apples by the cash register instead of dessert bars, the sales of apples went up tremendously. So that's another <laughs> way of nudging people to better behavior, and it's very effective. I would have asked, where are the chocolates? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have already known where they were. <laughs> that just tells you my motivation level. <laughs> yes. And and I don't care how they how they couch it or canvas it on the menu. Ooh, orange slices or, or orange wedges. It makes it sound so much more appetizing than just a piece of orange, <laughs> a piece of fruit. <laughs> you know, there's another story about a very effective, I love it when there are statistics added to these. Um, there's an airport in Amsterdam, and they etched the image of a housefly onto the men's urinals and got 80% less spillage because really? it gave people something to aim for. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can see this conversation is going down the toilet, but that's, that's... okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> well, that's the goal, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes, right. <laughs> okay. And, but, but you're right, um, and I, I like what you said about the country that had the um, 100% 98%. 98% of the individuals are going to be donors. Right. And the other, yeah. no, no, 100% should be donors. Yeah, 
participation and you have to opt out. True, so, true. Okay, so that's true. where I was going. 2% opted out. Denmark, United Kingdom, and Germany. Much like, think of the conscription rate of countries where the U.S. used to have a conscription um, policy that everybody had to sign up for, all, all young men had to sign up for the, right. for the military, and now it's all volunteer. Um, so I, and I haven't looked at those numbers, but when I was in the military, there were fewer people coming in as opposed to when we had to, um, but still they were getting enough individuals or at least a, a proponent enough where they weren't not going to reconstitute the, you know, you have to sign up kind of a thing. Right. So right. that was that's kind of interesting. That is from, interesting. From a loving space, yes. I found um, mom, dad, obviously, I would think, significant other, siblings, and spouses tend to obviously often do that gentle nudge as well. And it's uh, again, it's not a pressure. It's just come on, you can do this. I, I can hear my mom telling me, "Honey, you got this. You you can do this." Go yeah. Ahead. Yes. Nice. Which is kind of cool, and it's it's almost it, it's not um, it, it, when it comes from a loving space. It's almost as though it's your own idea. Yes, and, and they're just suggesting that you know you you said you could do this. Go ahead and do it. And where from these other places, it was a friendly gesture, a a a nudging kind of thing that you you su suggest it with with that nudge theory, so to speak. Yeah. Again, again, different from a professor assigning something, but a professor saying, you know what? I wish there was someone who did a study because <laughs> I wanted to do this. And a student raises their hand and says, I'll do that. Yeah, that's Ooh, good. OK, so if I could work with you after this class is over and do an independent you know, study or independent research and work with you and then we write or, or co-author a paper. Um, so things like that have happened as well. So. The gentle, the gentle push out there, which is, I'm not telling you to do it, and I'm not saying that you need to do it. I'm just wondering if someone wants to do it, and oh, you have volunteered. So it's always that. There's always space for that to happen and getting right into my, that's a nice segue into my next one, out of the blue. Out of the blue nudges, out okay. Out of the blue. Much like you said, the commercials or the advertisements. Mm -hmm. um, Overhearing a conversation. How many times have you walked into a conversation overhearing it and going in there and then obviously wanting to contribute to that, that conversation by saying, well, I can do that. I've done that several times. Have you ever done that? I went into a conversation where, um, and this was at work, someone was wanting to do a presentation, but they didn't have the one, the nerve, or they didn't have the skill set they thought to do it. And me, <laughs> if you know, if any of you out there listening in the listening audience know Wayne, Wayne will open his mouth sometimes when he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne will say, Oh, I could do that. I got that. And people say, Okay, you got it. And then all of a sudden you, you realize, Uh oh, I do have it. Okay, I have to do this now. But out of, you know, that's out of the blue. Or you hear a radio or TV commercial saying, much like you said, the waiter coming to the table and offering this or that from the menu uh -huh. or this or the specialty. And you say, oh, wow, I, I, want, I want to get one of those or I want to get one of those or I can do that. Or listening to a stranger talking to you and you have an epiphany. 
because I, I've been on I've been on buses or I've been on airplanes. As a matter of fact, I was in the airplane once, sitting next to a guy, and he was looking for someone to come in and talk to their group about leadership. Oh, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. And I kind of said, uh, hi, sir, how, how are you today? And he goes, I, uh, well, I'm, I'm perplexed, but I'm, otherwise I'm fine. I said, what are you looking for in a person who, to come in and talk about leadership? He said, well, I need somebody to come in and do this, this, and this. And I handed him my card, and he looks at me and goes, no way. Goes, yes way. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I can do that. So anyway, that was out of the blue and a stranger. Um, and so, you know, it's just, again, being lucky, being at the right place at the right time. And we go, we go from there. Well, and keeping your ears open to listen for uh, the opportunities that are all around us and knowing then that you can respond to those. Absolutely. My last bullet says you. It says, you know, going back to our very first podcast, believe. Mm. Be believing in yourself. Believing that you can do that. So this is a conversation that you need to have with your boss. Say there's a presentation coming up and the boss is determining who can do this, who's best fit to do this. And you have always wanted to speak on that topic to a group and you think you can do that. You, you know, you need to put your hat in the ring and tell the boss, mm. I'd like to do that. Give me a chance to do that. And then let them tell you yes, or let them tell you no, but you have to give them some reason or cause to say, yeah, okay, let's hear what you have to say. And we'll either say yes or no to that. Or so you and I can be, when someone's in that situation and they think about this podcast, you and I can be that gentle elbow nudge. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, raise the hand. Believe in yourself. Overcome the fear that, that it presents. Um, and again, remember, a nudge is gentle. So it's not that right. challenge. No. It's gentle. So you, you, would more, you would be more apt to say yes to a nudge than you would to a challenge. I think. I like it. You know, and it's interesting that our paths have gone down two different, we've gone down two different paths and, and, and where you're coming from is the, the definite personal touch, the relationship aspect of nudging. But a path that I started going down was a little different and that was uh, using technology and using um, the environment to nudge yourself or to nudge others almost to a degree taking out the personal element of it, which goes counter to our podcast goal here. <laughs> and, and, and yes, and you're right, I did go down the personal side. Because I, I, I think, I think in, in my, from my perspective, the nudges I've seen other individuals attempt, the nudges I've seen other people do, the, uh, the nudges I've seen other people not impose on individuals, but certainly send the energy in their direction to let them know that we have your support. We've got your back. We think you can do this. We'll vote for you. Go ahead and do that. Um, and so I've, I, I, I come from that kind of a thought process because I've been in many career fields. I was, I was a cook. I was a janitor. I was a professor. I was a military guy. Um, I was a logistician, I was a project manager. I've done lots of things. And in all of those, with all those hats that I've had on, 
Um, I've seen nudges everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so when you said nudge for our next topic, I was excited. Yes. But then when I went and started doing research, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> There's a lot out there about <laughs> nudging. It's a, a ton out there about nudging. Yes. Yeah. Yes. How about you? Anything else? Well, when it comes to self-nudging, I wanted to touch base on a couple things. Um, sure. uh, Anyone who's ever done any kind of eating plan program knows that you put fruit and nuts on the front first shelf your eye sees when you walk in the pantry or the refrigerator <laughs> and and you move the candy bars to the back of the shelf. So that's one <laughs> self nudge. Another thing is every uh, so many of us have our own checklists. That's another self nudge tool. And yes. especially there's some people who will put things on the list just so they can have the fun of crossing it off the list. That's another reward for a self-nudge tool. Um, but I've even, uh, you know, turning off email notifications or, or uh, text notifications is a nice way to stop the nudges from technology that drive you crazy sometimes or drive me crazy. I need to personalize this. I don't need to know about a yet another clothing sale at such and such a store. <laughs> Similarly, parking my car further from the door um, so that I encourage myself to walk more. I have a habit of betting myself a dollar. If there's something coming up and I think it might even be a little unpleasant, I'm going to bet myself a dollar that that will be the outcome. So either way, I win. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. If there's an app I read about that you're that you use more often than you want to, put a really complicated password on it so that you have to really think about it before you <laughs> automatically log on. So, I like all of those. Thank you. You know this, and this sounds silly, but I was I was reading about nudges in the workplace, in the office space, and how they're used. And sometimes, if if you're in a communal working area, if you put a dark rug under the desk. People will walk around the dark rug rather than into the personal space of the person at the desk. Really? And years ago, I was where I've had many interesting jobs too. One, I was working for a trade association of owners of gas stations, and they had a, a little section where they would talk about their best ideas. And one of them had a real problem with trash spilling out of the trash cans at the uh, by the pumps. So, so another guy, his solution was get rid of the trash cans. And sure enough, people aren't throwing things away if there are no trash cans, and it reduced the amount of spillage of trash. So it's a nudge. <laughs> okay. And, and Sheila, I'm going to give you one more nudge. I'm looking it's at time. the clock. Okay. It is time. Well, how can we get a hold of you again? Through mindsinking.com. That's my website. Or wayne at mindsinking.com is my email address. We thank everybody for listening to us today, and we'd like to nudge you to contact us and tell us how we're doing or what you'd like to hear more about. So, and as we say, it always comes down to relationships and verbs. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.